it's Monday, October 12th. We have Hungry Harvest, Fish, and Scott goes all John Nash. Welcome to Eat It, Virginia. Hello and welcome to Eat It, Virginia, voted second best podcast in Richmond by the readers of Richmond Magazine. My name is Scott Wise, and I'm joined, as always, by my friend, my friend, Roby Martin. It happened, Roby. I didn't get to interview Fish, but I got to interview the guy who feeds Fish. Yeah, and you, a beautiful-minded, the crud out of him. Like, there were moments in time when you were like, this concert was this day, which was a Wednesday, and the moon was full, and it was here, and you all sang these 172 songs, the night didn't end! I mean, like, you, that's what you did. So a little disclaimer before we get too deep into this podcast. Um, we might have some listeners who don't normally listen uh, to us. If you can believe it, there are people out there. So as things tend to happen in the fish community, these kind of interviews, these tangential interviews with people from the fish community... Uh, kind of get out into the larger stream. So I'm hoping that that my fellow fish fans will find our podcast and listen to our interview with Jim Hamilton, who is from Richmond and is the touring chef for my favorite rock band, Fish with a PH. I'm telling you, he's got a window. He's putting numbers on it. It says MSG and New Year's Eve and 10-4-95. I mean, it's like all the things. So anyway, the interview was really fun. He also did and has and will cook and been on tour with lots of other people that aren't also fished. So again, listen. Those people aren't quite as important, yeah. though. We're just, yes, we we just we're focusing on fish here. Beyonce, who's that? Yeah, no, nobody knows JC. Also, I would read real quick thank our sponsor for this podcast today and i'd like to talk about butternut squash butternut squash is sponsoring our podcast today i'm confused well hungry harvest is sponsoring our podcast today and i received a box of vegetables from hungry harvest and the butternut squash scott the butternut squash was sublime it is great I also received like tomatoes and kale. Ryan was not very excited about that. And more tomatoes and sweet potatoes and Asian pears and apples. And yeah, so like I can just list them all off or you can listen to Evan who's up next on our podcast. Hey guys, thanks for having me on the podcast. I appreciate it. So Evan, I want to talk about produce and I feel like you know a lot about produce. Being that you have been in the produce business now since you were in college, right? 2014 is your first four. I mean, I'm sure you ate vegetables before 2014, but <laughs> that's your first foray into your what you now are like, what, like 19,000 states and flinging produce everywhere? Yeah, pre pretty much hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, I've, I've always been fascinated by. Uh, the, the produce industry and uh, the kind of food, healthy food in general. And my entire life I've been interested in social entrepreneurship as well. And I wanted to always start a business that helped people and, and help make the world a better, a better place and some, something to do with food. And so I uh, attended the, the University of Maryland um, back in 2014. And one of my classes, I actually had to start a social enterprise. And one of the ideas going around the class was, uh, this local farmer who had uh, excess produce, surplus produce, that he couldn't sell to his normal customers, uh, re uh, retail clients, that is, um, because maybe the, the peppers were half red and half green instead of all red or all green, and some of the apples had some scarring on the outside, or some of the peas that he grew were just too many, and the buyer canceled on him. Um, and I thought it was ridiculous that all this produce would otherwise go to waste. So I said, I have an idea. Why don't I try to sell that to college students? And so I set up a just a little farm stand in the basement of a dorm, sold five pounds of produce for five bucks. I didn't know anything about what I was doing. I knew nothing about produce or sales or marketing or anything like that. I just figured it was a good idea to help, you know, make this farmer uh, some extra income and reduce reduce food waste. Uh, first cost, first week we had about ten customers show up, and um, by about the six month mark we had about five hundred customers showing up every single week by produce that otherwise would go to waste. And to the untrained consumer's eye, 
they had no idea that this was produce that was going that would otherwise go to waste. Um, I told them the story of why it was recovered and it was local, and everybody loved it. This is really before the idea of uh, you know ugly produce uh, came around back in 2013, 2014. So it's really kind of a new concept, and that really morphed into what we are today, Hungry Harvest, where we deliver, we source produce that otherwise would go to waste from farms, wholesalers, um, packing houses up and down the East Coast. Uh, we deliver it in variety boxes, customizable variety boxes uh, to customers all across the East Coast, um, including Richmond. And uh, for every box we deliver to a customer, we also help people in need it healthy. So we're trying to fight food waste um, by sourcing our produce sustainably and and get people some, um, get produce to, to folks that you know, want delivery and want groceries uh, directly to their home and also impact hunger on their fighting, fighting hunger uh, side of things. So that's kind of the whole uh, spiel of Hungry Harvest. What do I do? Do I, do I go on and click a couple buttons or tell me what that looks like for me? Yeah, we, we have a really simple sign-up process. It's super easy on HungryHarvest.net. Uh, you can sign up in just a couple minutes, a couple of clicks. Um, we have subscriptions for all different kinds of sizes of families. We have uh, mini harvests, which is best for a person living by themselves or maybe one or two people. We have all the way up to a super harvest uh, that can feed really just an army of vegetarians for a week. You know, uh, so we also have organic harvests and you can choose, pick and choose what you want in, in each box. Um, if you don't like zucchinis, you can eliminate those out. You can add more mushrooms if you'd like. Uh, and if you don't want to customize, you can always set uh, what we have called a never list where we have anything in the box that you don't like, we'll automatically sub it out for you. Before we let you go, tell us about your experience on national television real quick. Oh, of course you went there, Scott. You want to hear about Shark Tank. Yeah, Shark Tank was really exhilarating. You know, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we made a deal with Robert Herchevec, who's been a great partner uh, over the years. And, and it's really terrific every time we get to interact and hear his business advice. He's a really terrific guy. The actual taping of the show was pretty exhilarating, to be honest. Um, I was a nervous wreck before it. Uh, I practiced and practiced and practiced every single line I was going to say for three weeks. Um, literally watched every single episode of Shark Tank uh, before that episode aired and wrote down all the different questions, figured out what they're going to ask and tried to memorize it as much as I could. And uh, luckily, you know, I was able to, I think, do a pretty good job on the, on the show. And we, we got uh, double our investment and in what we we're asking for. I think I went in asking 5% for 50,000 and came out of the deal with 10% uh, for 100,000. Which was really successful, and I guess the one of the points of the show is not just to raise money, but it's also it's, it's kind of an infomercial for your product, right? You are the content, and so one of my main goals was make sure I didn't look like an idiot, which hopefully I succeeded in. As uh, the sharks are known to be brutal, anything you say can and will be used against you in front of eight million people. So, uh, you know, luckily I think we did a pretty good job, and um, that was a lot of fun, and that was a few years ago. So remind our listeners one more time how they can find you and when they can yeah. find you in Richmond. Absolutely. Our first deliveries are October 8th. Make sure you sign up before then so you can get a delivery in the first week. Um, if not, no big deal. You can sign up at, for weekly or biweekly deliveries. And you can sign up at HungryHarvest.net. No sign-up fee, just an application and vegetables to me. That's exactly right. It only takes a couple minutes of your time to sign up. So... I think we should give the listeners what they want. And that is more of me? Yes, on a YouTube channel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so if the listeners subscribe to their YouTube channel, they can see your face. Yes. And learn how they can get a free four mini deliveries of Hungry Harvest and a 50% off code to get their own. So if someone subscribes to our new, brand new YouTube channel... They can, Brand new, spanking new, shiny they can new. be registered to win free Hungry Harvest. That's what you're saying? That, yeah, simplified, yes. Okay, awesome. Well, cool, guys. So please, if you're interested in checking out Hungry Harvest, we're going to be picking a winner among those people who subscribe to our new YouTube channel, which you can find at Eat It Virginia. Is it time to talk about fish? Holy moly, Scott. I want to talk about fish. I know. You, but everybody's going to see that you want to talk about fish because you guys really geek 
it out. <laughs> so we get this press release a few weeks ago about a new business in Richmond that's delivering frozen burritos to people's homes across central Virginia. And Super. we get a lot of we get a lot of press releases, right? So I mean, this one was interesting. It sounds good. I like burritos. Who doesn't? So I read about four paragraphs into this press release, and that's when the magic happened. What, what was the magic, Scott? What was the, the magic? The press release writer buried in this press release the fact that Jim Hamilton, the man who created this frozen burrito delivery business. Sukasa. Sukasa, yes, thank you. Is also the touring chef for, I'm going to go, I'm just going to say it, the greatest musical act in the history of mankind. Oh, Fish with a pH. Out loud. He also makes really, really great burritos, guys. And I want you all not to lose that sight of that when we go into talking about everything else. So I'm going to say it. Burrito. A frozen burrito to your home. Burrito, burrito. Here's Jim Hamilton. Talking about fish. A couple things. First, I'm excited to have you because I haven't... Scott really could... I'm going to say I'm just going to say it, Scott. But right. as soon as that he learned that you... First, are a badass chef. Second, you were a chef for fish. He's been nothing but nervous and crazy excited for like weeks now. He can't, he can't even put burrito and Jim Hamilton in the same sentence because he's so excited about you being here and you and talking about your life with fish and previously. So welcome. Thank you. To Eat It Virginia. We have Jim Hamilton of Say the pronunciation of what you're doing now. Sukasa. S-O-U. So, right. So Sue as in Sue Chef Sukasa. Is that how it's going together? Copy. Yep. That's it. Perfect. And it is a frozen burrito concept? Yes, it is. Um, freshly frozen and delivered to your door. Very convenient. So I'm going to get a couple food questions out of the way before you guys get music nerded food out. I have had people ask me, first, you have like a variety of different types of burritos. So if I was gluten-free, vegan, vegetarian, love the heck out of meat, I can get it all, right? We got you. Yep. <laughs> and what made you decide to do all of those varieties? Well, it's just kind of my background in music. Um, so many different people we cook for, so... I mean, uh, we've got to cook for everybody from the truck drivers all the way to the, to the talent. So, and, uh, so it's fun, you know. And your favorite burrito that you are putting out right now? My favorite burrito is hard to say. Maybe the Al Pastor or uh, the chicken enchiladas. Oh, um, yum. I'm more on the truck driver meat cheesy kind of palate for my personal self. <laughs> same same right here i mean i'm excited to, that you're offering all of those things but i want all the meat and all the cheese all yeah that's me yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so we're on the same page you were so walk me through because i know you were at millie's and then you were Lollapalooza, and then you were cooking for jay-z and then you were on fish tour correct walk yeah, me I've through your of, history well i started cooking um when I moved back to Richmond in, I guess, 2001, I was started at Millie's, and I was kind of learned and so much there, work, working with so many good chefs there. And I worked at Cuba Cuba a little bit, and I did some traveling, came back, still went back to work there. Um, so I was there a long time. I was there like 13 or 14 years. And then uh, a friend of mine that did this tour chefing, the company he worked for needed people and called me up and I started with uh, Bon Jovi that year, about eight years ago. What is that call like that a first call was like, we're going to pull you out of this fan restaurant and we're going to join tour with Bon Jovi. Like what's going through your, through your mind at that moment? It's a pretty wild change, but I was, I, I was pretty ready to, for a change of scenery for sure. I, I hopped right on it. Were you a Bon Jovi fan growing up? What kind of music were you, as a child, were you, were you into? Um, definitely not really. I mean, definitely not really. Definitely, <laughs> parents definitely drilled some, uh, some classic rock into me, but I definitely liked like punk and reggae as, you know, younger age. Punk and classic reggae. Rock, huh? Classic rock, punk, reggae. Not Bon Jovi at all. So what's not it like? Not really Bon Jovi. <laughs> so when you're on tour with Bon Jovi, are you, 
And we're going to talk about fish. Don't get me wrong. But when you're on tour with Bon Jovi, are you in the concerts every night? Are you working behind the scenes all the time? Are you? Yep, we're backstage. The concert? Yep. They set us up somewhere different every venue, and uh, we're all in all the back backstage world. Wow. So you're backstage just looking at them, or just yeah? Well, we're usually working when they're on. Uh, we can get out, go out there, and go steal a few songs. But it's usually loadout time for us. So it's time to pack everything up, get it on the truck, get showers, and get to the bus, get to the next city. <laughs> So for those that have never cooked on a tour um, or understand the inner workings, me being one of them, you're talking how many people, first of all? Um, well, like for Fish, I was just doing the band. So I really just have to worry about the band and their families. When you do the total tour catering, you'd have to do uh, everybody, everyone at backstage, A party, B party, C party, truck drivers, uh, light techs, everybody. And so are you think is that like 500 people or is that uh, like The biggest one I did was, was Jay-Z Beyonce tour. We were at about 400 a meal. And, uh, and do you have ones, weird requests? Yeah, sure. There's definitely a lot of quirky uh, dietary restrictions all over the place. Can you name a couple of them? You don't have to name names, but can you name the weird dietary requests? Um, lectin uh, allergies. It's basically lectins in the skin of everything. So the skin of all vegetables. So you can't have any vegetable skins in anything. That was a weird one. Um, so when you're feeding 400 people and one person has that allergy, you're making a big buffet for 399 and, and one plate on the side for that person? Or how does that work? Well, everything has to be meticulously labeled, that's for sure, for all the allergies. So when you have a, a tour of 400 people you're cooking for, there's going to be a big list of allergies. So any of the ones we have, we will you label up so, so everything's labeled on, on the buffets in line so every, everyone knows. And how do you keep from cross-contamination? Because I can't imagine they give you this massive kitchen space to work with. Well, we have a lot of front-of-the-house people kind of uh, maintaining things up there. But, I mean, nothing's 100%. You just do the best you can. Hope for all good things. So, John Bon Jovi and his crew, or Bon Jovi, I guess. I mean, I obviously really think that he's cute. So, that's the first one that comes to mind when I talk about Bon Jovi. I don't know anything about his music. And then... Jay-Z and Beyonce? Well, that I did that next. a few years ago. Now, I went, after Bon Jovi, the next one was Rod Stewart. Ah. Rod Stewart for a couple tours. So this like, I know his music. I love Rod Stewart. Yeah, he's, a, he's pretty great. <laughs> so here's, a, here's a question for you. Are they hiring Jim Hamilton, or are they hiring a company that then hires Jim Hamilton? They were hiring a company. I was like kind of freelance, really, independent uh -huh. contractor. And in between those shows, are you – in between those contracts, are you coming back to Richmond and cooking, or are you? Yeah, I was. Come back and do some line cooking jobs or did some catering and stuff. But late last few years, I haven't because I've been busy enough to come home for two or three months, and I'm I'm off for two or three months. And you, you mentioned that um, you started cooking. You came back to Richmond in the early 2000s, but you grew up in Richmond. We didn't we didn't cover that part yet. Did you grow up here? Uh, no, I grew up in uh, Kilmarnock, Virginia, or Northern Neck, which is uh, about an hour and a half east of here on the bay little town and what part of your upbringing do you think has bled into your cooking styles or has it not definitely like the local seafood down there crabs and um shellfish oysters and uh local fish were definitely big for us so i'm into all that i mean that doesn't really work very well for burritos but in a lot of my other cooking does did you work in restaurants down there in high school growing up i did i worked at a, an italian restaurant called the medici's well, McDonald's was the first restaurant job when I was 14, but that didn't last long. <laughs> <laughs> we could move from that to the Italian. I like it. That's a, that's, a good, that's a good move. From sweet French fries to good Italian food. Yeah. Kilmarnock's oh, a great place for seafood. Great fish, too. What brought you to Richmond? Uh, VCU first. I went to VCU. What did you study at VCU? Uh, chemistry and biology. So, you have a so smart we took one that here. on. Well. <laughs> I didn't finish. <laughs> he's too busy touring with fish, Scott. He does not. He's he's good. I went, he's I went sailing for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Literally or figuratively? Literally. Okay. You, you never know. Just making sure we're on the same page here. Where did you sail? Um, I worked on a yacht for about ten months in between uh, Newport, Rhode Island, and Georgia. And then um, I also took like a long boat trip with a buddy when I was like 20 and we went down to Central America for like a year. 
So wait, were you on the yachts like those reality TVs? You were the chef and you had to wander around and be nice? I wasn't a chef then. I was just a sailor. I was the deckhand, first mate. You were a first mate. But was it was it similar to that? Was there drama and well, then the, like sleeping arrangements that were weird? No, it wasn't too bad. There was only two of us. It was a small yacht. So it was just oh. the captain and <laughs> so If it was drama, it was just drama. the two. There was still drama. And so you said you went down to... You went down to South America or Central America? What you, I'm sorry. What Central America. Yeah. And for a whole year, what were you doing down there? Well, we took our time getting down to Key. We ran, ran out of money in Key West, worked in Key West for a few months, saved up some money, and then went down to Central America. We were in Central America probably four months. Working or just so, hanging out? or We were just hanging out, sailing around. We started in Mexico, went to Belize, Honduras, Guatemala, back to Belize. I don't, I don't say this much to, to any of our guests or to anyone really, but I think I want your life. Like I think I'd come back and do it all again. I think, um, I think Jim Hamilton is who I want to be. Yeah. You'd like to be a good sale person and then the chef for fish, Scott? I mean, a good sale person, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a good sale person. And yeah, I mean, I think so. And the burrito gig sounds awesome too. So, I mean, it's, it's, oh, it's all around good, good times. And now if we, could get, if we could get from the fish conversation to the burrito conversation, we'll be able to talk about the awesome burrito. We're still working through his, his tours. Bon Jovi, Rod Stewart, who else? Katy Perry was next. That was a big one. Uh, after Katy Perry was um, Imagine Dragons. You literally have everybody. I mean, it's mm -hmm. like you fed everybody, it sounds like. The whole top 20. And it was the weekend, and I did a, I did like five tours with the weekend. Pretty Can you just text the weekend right now and ask him what snacks he'd want tonight because you were in town? I don't have his number right now. <laughs> <laughs> Stalker. I would. I would totally be like, yes, I can. So the weekend and then fish? No, after the weekend, I did uh, U2 in South America. That was a big one. I would, I would say so. I mean – that was pretty wild. So when, when this is my favorite name drop ever. I just want you to know that you so, have like so nonchalant flex. Like calm. You too. Mike drop. That's why they love him around, I bet, because he's so damn calm. I know. I would be like, I mean, seriously, if he's like the biggest flex when he was just like, oh, I believe you too was next. <laughs> um, so when Bono walks in the room for dinner, are you you don't you don't give you don't care? It's just another mm -hmm. client? Uh, well, the band on that tour had the, their own private chef, so we are just taking ah, care of the crew. Gotcha. Yeah, they're big enough. They got their own. Understood. Yeah. Understood. <laughs> so after you 2 who's next? I need more mic drop. Uh, after you 2 who is next? I guess uh, um, maybe Hugh Jackman. That was last – oh, no. Jay-Z and Beyonce were next, then Hugh Jackman. The Wolverine. Yeah. What does Hugh Jackman do? He does like a like a, a he sings like show? all his like show tunes from his musicals. It's actually really good. He was awesome. He's very oh, talented. He found someone that he likes finally. He <laughs> likes Hugh Jackman. Okay. He likes Rod Stewart too. We share the same music. Wait, um, he said punk and reggae, and then he likes <laughs> Hugh Jackman and Rod Stewart. So. I like it me all too. Really. Me too. <laughs> so I have a question about Beyonce and Jay Z because that would be <laughs> of course you do. We didn't ask about those. Probably two. the people that I work for I knew the, know the least about. But go ahead. <laughs> well, to be honest, I don't know much about them either. So they're super famous. Yeah, so, they're they had a wall around them. That's for sure. So is that tour just like next level compared to everybody else that you worked for? Or is it, are, are all those people kind of next level? On the scale, it was crazy. I mean, it's like the biggest tour in the world at the time, no matter what. So and we were in the biggest stadiums. And it was just massive, just massive production. It had 120 some trucks for the, for the rig. And what year is this? I'm trying to get my time. You've mentioned so many places. Two years ago, I think. Oh, so just two years ago. Yeah, that was two years ago. And the, so when she goes on tour, it's not really Jay-Z's tour, it's her tour, right? Or did he sing oh, yeah. to her production company is in charge for sure. Gotcha. That's how it works. <laughs> yes, it is girl power, Scott. Girl queen. power. Is the queen bee. Um, does she park in a city for a couple of days or is it literally just all the biggest cities in the world that she's going to like every other day? Uh, it would take a while to build every, any of these stages. So we'd come into a city and there'd be a couple of days of building out. Actually there was, Double advanced crews, so there's advanced teams hopscotching two cities ahead to start building the build-out, you know, weeks in advance or a week in advance. And so when you're cooking for the same people, because the crew is the same, right? It's, the, it's a touring crew? Yeah. 
So You're looking for the same people essentially every night. Is there pressure on you to come up with something new and special every night, or is it like we definitely like the menus, especially once you get four months in, it's hard to like come up with new ideas every time you know but is that pressure you're putting on yourself or you just it is what it is well I, when i write the menus i'd use all my chefs from the kitchen you know play to people's strengths and kind of write the menus together honestly and are you cooking in buses are you cooking in venues are you cooking in hotels where's where are these meals being prepared we're cooking in venues we'll get to places and they'll have a place we have advanced sheets so they know what we'll need um they'll have power water run to us everything our whole our whole rig and kitchen will come off of a truck. We'll be the first truck to unload. Everything will roll into place. Everything's electric, so they'll hardwire our distro box, hardwire to a 400 watt or 400 amp breaker or something, and then we can plug all of our electrics into it. So and nothing can go wrong, right? You guys totally have no, had no it's issues. So easy. Ever. No, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no problems. Everything sounds super simple. So yeah, you, no, no stress at all. Super of course smooth, not. All the time. So can you? Is there a, like a, in the front of your mind, probably because this sounds very complicated. Is there like a time when you were like, oh, holy, fuck, what just happened? What am I going to do? Like one of those tour stories? Um, yeah, I've, we've gotten to cities and the, the, the uh, promoter has just totally for, missed our advance sheet and not had anything for us. Um, um, generally, it goes pretty well, you, may, you know, but there's been some hard times for sure. <laughs> so what do you do? Like you have no food, so you have to what, hit the Target for your oranges? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't some know. It's pretty but... kamikaze shopping, you know, just going into Restaurant Depot or Costco and clearing out shelves and freaking people out. <laughs> <laughs> I need your, every single banana you have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like especially in the meat counters. Like how much do you sure. have? You're like oh, all of it. Like, yeah, all of it and all of that and all of that, you know. <laughs> wow. How does that, like, does that feel, like, the first time, how did that feel? Like, just like, oh, gosh, what is my next step? Or we just got to get this out so no, and nobody will know. Yeah, you, it's just it's just going. Just You're always going. You're, you're like, you're on all the time. Just go, go, go. They don't have it. Go to the next place. It's just, just get it. Get it done. Man. So <laughs> When you're touring with with these ads, I'm sweating. I'm thinking about it, Scott. I'm like pitting out over here. I'm sweating for him and his zero meat. That's awesome. Thank you for that vision. Thank you, Roby. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> um, so when you're touring with all these different acts, do you have your group of men and women who are like your team, or is yeah. it every tour somebody you were just thrown into a whole new situation? Yep, we'll have our our own catering crew. Um, on Jay Z and Beyonce, we had 19 people in all including our dressing room people and advanced people. And then a bus full of people. We had 11 people on the bus that were on the, on the kitchen and work in front of the house and stuff. So, but when you go from like, say you two to Katy Perry, is it the same people for each tour? Or is it all totally different? Um, totally different. I bounce between companies too. So depending on what company, I mean, a lot of them, you'll see the same people. Um, invariably. What, what are the companies? If you don't mind me asking, what are the companies that, that handle this? Um, I work for Delico and they're out of Germany. And then uh, another company out of uh, Seattle called Black Caviar I worked for a lot. And I used to work for Eat Your Hearts Out out of London and Goddess Catering out of uh, Chicago. And all that came from that one friend who recommended you work for Bon Jovi. Like it all kind of just sprung from that. Yeah, you just started meeting people and networking really quickly. They're no longer friends. That, that, that first John Bon Jovi dude. It's like too uh, we're, much. We're very close, actually. I'm joking. I'm totally joking. That was a complete joke. Yeah. Total joke. So, again, if, if, if this is too personal, just tell me to shut up. But is, is the money you make on these kind of tours like just insane compared to like what a normal line chef would make uh, working yeah. in, at a fan restaurant? Yeah, it's much better. Much, I mean, much better. Much, much. That's, that's too much is Ruby. Yeah, I counted. I totally counted. That's why he, zero that's why he and the guy are still friends because yeah. you know, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Okay. So we are 972 famous people in and we've hit Hugh Jackman. Two years ago. Have, we're at, yes. we're 2018. Uh, are we at the moment where you may pass out Scott? Do, are we at fish? Yeah, we're at fish. Let's do fish. Yeah, we're there. It's fish after Hugh. So, I want to 
a couple of caveats, Jim, if you don't mind. <laughs> um, we put, Roby and I both, we, every guest we have, we put questions on social media. What should we ask our, our guests this week uh, about their life or their job? And normally we get a handful of questions to ask um, our guests. Today, when we mentioned we were interviewing you, we got more than 100 questions that came in Uh-oh. about your experience with fish. Now, I'm a fish nerd. Roby is a fish novice. We're going to save these viewer questions for the end of the podcast because if it gets too nerdy, I'm just going to cut it off and we'll just like put it somewhere else for only the fish people can kind of talk about. Um, right. I'm going to let Roby start it off with just in general. Or first of all, I'll ask the first question if you don't mind. Actually, let me change my background here. I have, I have a whole thing set up for you, Jim. First of all, I'm wearing my fish shirt. I'm wearing a fish shirt. Oh, I love it. I love you. Uh, I'm also wearing a fish shirt. You're not. All right. I got fish in the background. No one can see that. They totally would have known. It's a podcast. Great fish shirt. Oh, but I couldn't see it because your pits were staining all the way through the fish shirt. (laughs) Tough to tell. All right, Jim. You being a punk and reggae fandom, did you like fish before they hired you to be uh, their chef? Um, I'm not a fish fan. Uh, I have, I did go to some shows in high school. Um, which shows did you attend Jim? Mainly in Hampton, I guess. Um, anytime they came to Hampton. That's a great place to see them. Yeah. Uh, 1997, 98. What are we talking about? Yeah, it'd be like 96, 97. 96, 97. It's October of, of, uh, 96, I believe was probably Saturday night. (laughs) I think I was there. All right. We were both there. Hope I don't screw this up. I don't remember I, much. Though. I missed 97 and 98, but I was there for 99. That was in December. I was over it by then. Okay, <laughs> you were over it by then. Oh, this is kind of heartbreaking. Um, all right. No, no worries. No worries. Um, all right. So when Fish – tell us how you got hooked up with Fish, how that all happened. The company I was working for, Black Caviar, uh, <laughs> set me up to do the Baker's Dozen and uh, – at MSG a few years ago. And in summer of 17, I believe. Yeah, so I did that. And then uh, I've done all their New Year's shows there. And then uh, last year, they are like, we really liked having you backstage. You can come on the road with us. So, that, so in 2019, you toured with them the whole year? Yeah. Including Mexico? Yep. Mexico and then the summer tour. And then they played that Willie Short tour in the fall, right? Yeah. In Charleston and... Uh, yeah, actually, I only did Mexico this year. Last year, they the venue wouldn't let them bring outside chefs. Okay. Um, all right, so Roby, I'm going to pass the baton to you while I collect myself. I was going to say, you look like my, you're getting sweaty. Get my <laughs> next <laughs> series of questions organized, so go ahead, Roby. Okay, so is there something about page and sandwiches? Like- uh, not that I know of. <laughs> I know okay. he does have a sandwich thing. He does so like if- barbecue a lot. <laughs> So that, that's a bunch of questions I have. Do I think you that's more of like an inside joke kind of between the fans and Paige. Yeah. Uh, so I, that's, that's like, I mean, like I probably have 20 questions asking if you ever make the sandwiches for Paige or does he do all of that himself? I do make sandwiches for Paige sometimes. But there's that. So when Paige comes to you and says, what's, make me a sandwich, what's gonna, what, what are you going to rattle off for him? Um, he usually doesn't. I make a menu. Uh, the, the <laughs> night after the show for the next day and they get that in the morning and they always just order off of the menu. Sometimes there's a sandwich on there. Sometimes there's not. Paige, by the way, Roby is the piano player and, and vocalist. Just in case, uh, you, in case you were curious about that. I, I, I was thinking I probably wasn't going to be able to sleep tonight without knowing. Um, so I'm glad <laughs> that we have covered that. Okay. I have, um, how often does Trey actually have a cliff bar that i do have no idea i don't do they eat fish food ice cream um no i don't like your questions you don't have good <laughs> questions i do have great questions um do you make grilled cheeses because people like those on the lot what does that even mean <laughs> no being that the band is all middle-aged now and maybe has to watch their weight is the has the food changed they do eat very healthy that's for sure so what does that mean exactly? What, what, what does healthy mean in, the, in this context? Well, three out of the four are dairy-free, and I think they're all gluten-free now, or at least uh, 
at least three out of the four gluten-free. Um, they eat, it's a plant-based, based vegetable, you know, plant and vegetable-based diet, really. Um, most of the proteins they do eat are fish. Four people ask me, are you hiring? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm Okay, go ahead, Scott. I'm done now. No more sandwich talk. Okay. All right. So the, the Cliff Bar reference is from a song that Trey sings, by the way. Uh, I'm just telling you. You're asking, you know, you're just kind of throwing these questions out like they're serious, but, you know, anyway, it's from lyrics. All right. So this is from Bob at Hunt the Snark on Twitter. Did you, Jim, ever make a meal that someone in the band totally refused to eat? And why was it Mike? Um, probably, but I don't know about it. All the plates usually come back empty. Okay. Now, Mike is... is maybe they're, they're too nice to tell me, maybe. Is, is Mike vegan? Is that something that, uh, that I heard? Is that Mike is vegan, yeah. And so, are you making separate dishes for him? And, and how's well, I make work? a menu. Every, when I make the menu, I always put a couple vegan options on there. Um, when you were in Mexico, this is from at Hannah, J8578168. When you were in Mexico, what were those meals like? cooking for the band. Those were their last concerts. I mean, you know this, obviously, but those are the last fish concerts. Well, the seafood down there was really good. So we had a really, really good fresh seafood. And uh, that's the best thing you can get there because it's basically a desert other than that. But uh, I had a really good local guy there to help me and he found everything I needed. So uh, it's basically typical for them, plant-based and with a lot of fish. And you said you're cooking for the band and their families. That's, that's it, not the crew, not the... You totally missed that joke there, Scott. Fish for fish. I mean, come on. He just lobbed that right up to you I'm and you just, didn't even take it. All right, focus. Keep going. Okay. At Peapod McGee wants to know, and we kind of touched this earlier with, with the Jay-Z, but are you prepping food in hotels along the tour route? How does that work? Do you book kitchens in advance of the tour? Is it no, the it's, all, uh, it's all backstage. We're there so long. We're there all day long. We get there so early in the morning. Don't leave till, you know, past midnight. I just got a couple more here for you. At Richard Nash wants to know, do your menus reflect the localities where the band is touring? So for Absolutely. instance, serving crab cakes at Merriweather Post. Absolutely. Soft shells in Merriweather Post, lobsters in Maine, you know, salmon in Washington, yada, yada, yada. And now maybe I might go on tour with fish, but only if I can be part of the seasonal food preferences. So when they drop the tour dates, are you, is your mind, like fans are saying, how do I get from, you know, Chicago to... I'm looking for my days off. When the tour dates drop, I'm looking for the gaps. <laughs> after, after you figure out your, your gap days... Three days off in San Francisco, yes. He's breaking my heart. After, um, after you get your days off, figured out are you looking at the map saying well what's austin texas going to be or what's you know sure totally like you know getting, so you brisket, the, getting brisket in texas and you know he's you hitting the pecan lounge like 50 times and then headed back yep <laughs> you mentioned a few of the tour stops are, are there any other cities or um, inspirations that that come to mind as, as places that you love um, to, to cook i love spain spain's one of my favorite places to go um scandinavia is fun shopping and and Copenhagen is unbelievable. Let me rephrase the question. I'm in on fish tour. Oh, on fish tour. <laughs> um, no, one good thing about fish, though, yeah, is they that play. That was good. Don't, don't mess them up. I like the idea of shopping in Copenhagen. I, I think that sounds baller. <laughs> <laughs> um, they play a lot of, like, out there gigs. They're, like, you know, um, like Blossom and gigs that aren't, like, right in the city, whereas most of the people I've been with, you're always in major metropolitan areas. You know, they play, they're going to, we're going to play the gorge and you know, they, they would play red rocks if we went that way, you know, the smaller, you know, out of the way kind of places. So Wu from New Hampshire wants to know, uh, how much does the food vary from band member to band member? Do they, can you tell that they're ordering the same foods or, or on your menu? Or are they ordering all different things? Um, they'll order all different things. And when I write the menu, I pretty much know who's going to order what because some have, you know, once you cook for them long enough, you kind of know what they like. So t tomorrow is, is Trey's birthday, September 30th. This podcast is going to drop after his birthday. So happy birthday, Trey. If I were a fan and I wanted to get Trey something for his birthday that he would absolutely love to eat, what would, what would I get, Trey? Just, he loves a fresh cut of fish. Um, he likes things clean and fresh. I mean, I don't really know right. specifically, but 
That's cool. Um, last question I have um, from a fan that is, um, how much input does the band have in the menu that you create? Like, are they suggesting things along the way? I'm, I have a hankering for a meatball. Yeah, some guys do. Some guys, you know, tell you exactly what they want. Some don't. Is there, is there one of the guys that is more vocal than the rest? No. Um, fish particularly, they're pretty, they're really easygoing guys. So I'll notice that they're not ordering some kind of foods and then I'll kind of move that off the menu. Now, this past summer, they've been doing a dinner and a movie um, weekly, not weekly anymore, but they were releasing a concert on YouTube and on Facebook, and they were having their their fan community cook a meal together um, that is suggested by the band members. And I saw more than once your name popped up as the inspiration for a particular meal. Uh, what was that? What were those conversations like with you? Or they even did they even talk to you about it? And it just kind of happened, or how how did that come about? Uh, yeah, uh, the management company you know called me and asked me to put some menus or recipes together for them. It's just a little, it was fun just at least to communicate with them at some point. <laughs> and these are my last questions, Roby. No, I love it. I'm great. I'm hoping you'll pronounce shishito pepper for him from the recipe that he did for one of those movies because that was a good time before he got on this podcast. With I was showing Roby some of the recipes that you suggested. Um, you mentioned you're not a huge fan of the music, which, you know, either you, they've kind of banned either you love them or you don't really care for them. There's not really a middle ground so much. Um, was there a particular show or song that you have heard in your time that you kind of liked, that you kind of like, it moved you a little bit? I got a lot of tunes I like. I mean, and uh, they're really good with their covers. I specifically remember New Year's two years ago and they dropped all the balloons from the ceiling and my wife was there and we went out there and had a great time. I mean, beautiful. not that I dislike it, it's just, you know. It's not, it's not your scene. That's cool. You know, yeah. it's, it's all good. Um, great. Do you, do you have uh, the, sh the show posters that you're willing to sell fans in need? Uh, <laughs> no, I get a lot of requests. That's I'm for sure, sure you do. I'll buy a whole bunch of friends. burritos. If you want to make a trade, I'll get like a 200 burritos for some show posters. No, not going to happen. Yeah, I'll, I'll make some calls. Let's see. Fair enough. Oh gosh. Well, I, that's a great segue. Um, because I, Roby, would like to know about burritos. So let's yeah, let's talk about burritos. <laughs> yes, can we? Can we talk about burritos? Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys can get to fish in a second. You can do a whole different podcast just discussing golgi bodies and I don't know what else. But um, so my assumption, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you started this because you're not touring right now, correct? Correct. Okay, so how does that happen? Like, what goes through your head? I'm really great at burritos. Um, I've got a friend and a silent partner that uh, has been bugging me for years about it. And uh, we always thought it was a good idea. I mean, especially business-wise. And you're not limited to, like, the size of a restaurant or what you can put out of a food truck. I mean, you could really scale things up. And uh, so we did it. said, might as well not do anything else. Been, you started. Fun. You started with a philanthropic side yeah. to it, correct? Yeah. We started right with that, yeah. So when we first started, it was a burrito. Give a buy a burrito, give a burrito. We're not quite at that level yet, but or anymore. Because it's just gotten bigger. Yeah, we're having a hard time keeping up with uh, with orders at this point. And what does that look like? Like, can you give me an idea of how many burritos you're making on a weekly slash monthly or what your numbers are? What are we doing a week now? Two, two, 3,000 a week, maybe? 2,000 a week? Man. Yeah. Lots of repeat customers or new people coming in? Um, newer is happening, but I think we're a very, very high percentage of reordering. So typically the first order, they'll order the minimum of like four or six or something. And then the next week, the same family will order 25 or something. Now, I know I read on your website that you're only delivering within Metro Richmond right now. But yeah. I also know that fish fans would, would love to eat food from the man who feeds the band. So is there any way that these can, these can travel frozen or be shipped? Like if, if people uh, wanted to eat it, was it possible? Yeah, we're young, so we're still figuring things out, obviously. But uh, we would like to do some satellite delivery things um you just buy a big freezer truck and drive it from town to town <laughs> i don't know like a fish tour like you guys yeah. can be the official you burrito know. tour perfect I'd, I'd go to that truck 
I would too. <laughs> do you have any insight? And this is not just a fish related question, but do you have any insight from like your business ties? Like how, like once a vaccine hap, like occurs and once we feel like we're in a safe spot, like when your touring acts will be able to resume? Like has anyone given you, like what's the scuttlebutt in the industry? Well, I'm currently, you know, everyone's very optimistic and hopeful, but um, who knows? I mean, Right now, the next tour I've got scheduled will be fish summer next year. So I'm hoping that happens. I'm going to four of them. All right. I was supposed well, to go to four this past summer, but you know. Maybe we can link up. <laughs> Check out the kitchen. <laughs> you just exploded oh, yeah. his mind. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. If I'm not busy. If I'm not, <laughs> if I'm not busy, we'll link up. It's all good. <laughs> I'm laid back. Oh, seriously. I'm going to go pass yeah. out now. My, oh, gosh, Scott, you're killing me. I had a question about this. Oh, what do you have on the, the docket with respect to fish, like, and just, like, so you guys can continue to be connected before next summer? Not much. There's a couple, like, threads of a bunch of us that were on the tour that were friends, and um, they, they were, we were doing some group calls, but they kind of stopped. But uh, we're all in touch a little bit. And how about you and Beyonce? I, I don't think I've ever really spoken to her, so... <laughs> <laughs> I bet you she likes burritos. Once again, a segue. Tell me how I can get your burritos. Go online, just put a bunch of orders in, and where, where are I you? am. Where are you? Where do you live? I'm in the city of Richmond, so I'm like right in your delivery range. Oh, eatsukasa.com. And you said the chicken enchilada should be my foray, my gateway burrito. Uh, that's my favorite. It's not, you know, it's like a bowl, so it's not like a burrito per se, but uh. It, it's it's darn good very cool all right scott i think we're burrito perfect so if you have more fish things you can either stop the recording or you guys can start another one and i can leave i think i, I think i've tapped jim for all his fish knowledge he see, he seems like he's, he's he's been very forthcoming you know well i still work for him kind of so you know i don't, I don't want to get fired or anything i, I don't blame you i would feel terrible too <laughs> yes, I'm assuming there's an NDA involved somewhere. And I don't want to cross that line, so uh, yeah, I, I I can respect that for sure. I didn't have well, a question actually. I'm sorry, Roby. Um, no, that's okay. I knew you were going to do it. Uh, I was just waiting. 2018, <laughs> you were working for them, or no, you weren't yet. Uh, well, I'd already done. I I, I think oh, I did. Baker's dozen. You said the MSG thing for right. them. Yeah. Sorry. So there was a day they were on their way to Hampton, and they stopped the bus in Richmond, I guess, because they were all walking around Carytown. They were walking around Richmond. Mike was filming yeah. videos of himself walking into restaurants and stuff. Is that something that – I know he does that a lot in different cities, but is it something that you – did you lead him directions or he just kind of wanders? No, that Mike's definitely uh, out doing his own thing for sure. <laughs> but, I mean, were you like, this is my hometown? Like, for, for me, it's, it strikes me as a little – odd but cool that they're walking around richmond when they're playing in hampton i realize it's close and it was a day off but it, it just uh, that's the way it was yeah i don't i don't even know about that because I, I guess i wasn't on that tour so yeah that was uh, october of 2018 i wasn't on i was somewhere else i understood so the jay and bay um so the baker's dozen obviously there was a huge uh yeah jay and bay. you know jay-z <laughs> played with fish one time did you know that i did not yes they they shared the stage in brooklyn well, that sounds great. It was interesting, yeah. to say the least. Um, I think the fish fans kind of freaked out a little bit. Um, You're like a fish encyclopedia, Scott. Some days there are people that know much more than I. Um, the Baker's Dozen, uh, the, the donut theme, did you, did you have any role on that, or that was totally separate? I definitely ate a lot of donuts, that's for sure. Did you have Better, a favorite? Federal donuts delivered every day. Did you have a oh, favorite? Oh, yum, I love those donuts. Did you get any chicken? Um, I'm sure we had chicken. I don't remember exactly what I had, but I had one of at least one of every flavor. <laughs> nice. Is there a venue that is just kind of the the pits that you just don't like? Oh, yeah, with? there's a few venues. You <laughs> see, you see if these venues on the thing. Oh God. Is your hometown Hampton Coliseum? I realize it's kind of an old venue. So I don't know if it's is it. I've never played it. I never worked in Hampton Coliseum. Oh, okay. Um, I imagine it's not great being old and not very well traveled all right maybe after i end the recording you can tell me some of the ones that you don't like well i mean he's been in so many cities and you've been uh, had days off in them um and you've obviously eaten at lots and lots of restaurants lots and lots and lots um coming back to richmond before covid 
what did you think of our our restaurant scene? Our restaurant scene is pretty hidden. I mean, it's pretty decent. Um, I feel like it's maybe oversaturated, but because um, I know a lot of people that have restaurants and it's hard to find people because it's so many jobs and uh, so few people that are available. But it is a good scene, I think. So I love it when people ask me what my favorite restaurant is in Richmond because I'm like, well, man, that's like so tough. So I always work back from like the last five restaurants I went to because obviously in that five, I must have gone to one I liked or I would have gone. So what are the last five restaurants you went to before COVID in Richmond? Mama Zoo's, Dutch and Company, Stella's. Um, can't remember the last two, honestly. Those three are delicious. So, I, I mean, that's awesome. Do you hit up Millie's ever anymore, being that you have oh, a little pass there? I stop in and say hello to the, the people I still know there. But uh, I, I live near there, too. So um, I'm good friends with the owner, too. Well, I, I would hope so. You could, uh, that would make sense. And are you getting any good to go right now? Anywhere that you want to drop um, some knowledge on? Because I feel like you'd know. Um, you know, every time I go on DoorDash or something, we've, it's a bunch of new places, and we seem to be trying a new place every time these, these days. So I don't have anything right offhand I could, I could drop, I don't think. Well, that's okay, because I feel like I do the same thing. I think to myself, oh, I guess I'll get this Mediterranean food right now just to see if it's delicious. So I totally understand. Well, you're listening to Eat It, Virginia, with Jim Hamilton, the fish touring chef, and Roby and Scott. I think I made a new friend. Did, did he? Did he invite me on fish tour with him? I think. Can, oh. I, can I hear that properly? Look here, I, Mr. Nash. He I invited think, you on tour with him. I think Jim Hamilton said, "Contact me, and we'll. I'll show you something. Like I'll take you backstage. I'll get you on." Did he say that? I don't. You know what? I'm not really sure, but I heard that he said if you were going to be there, then maybe you guys could hook up. Ah, yes. I think he needs you for your fish trivia knowledge. I don't. There's there are plenty of us out there that uh, I don't. I don't think he was. So, I don't think he was so into my fish trivia knowledge. Actually, I think that he's um very low key, which makes complete sense if you were having to do such large scale cooking. You don't want to be like high test like me, or like have stars in your eyes and following these people around like someone on this podcast speaking right now probably would. <laughs> 